we have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to Scott McFarland, the very learned and experienced investigative reporter and CBS News congressional correspondent. We've had an opportunity in the past to talk to him one time, and uh, we appreciate this opportunity. Scott, the most important question I have for you is how much sleep did you get this morning? <laughs> it, it, nothing coffee can't fix, man. You do it every day. <laughs> you do sleeplessness every day for morning drive. Well, that's it, true. It, yep. yep, I was watching the sun, sun come up this morning. People were talking about Mercury and Venus and uh, Jupiter all lined up. It's like, I see it every morning. <laughs> no that's big right. deal. All right, well, Scott, this is Mark Lawrence. I am uh, the host of the On the Mark show. I sort of portray a bad liberal on the show. And we do have an actual good conservative uh, with us, uh, John Schiff. Is, Good morning, uh, Scott. So, morning, guys. We got a bipartisan panel here. Um, well, first of all, these this select committee. Why does it matter? I have a feeling folks may tune in and just uh, you know blatantly say, "Who cares? Why is this important? Where are we headed here with this uh, hearing?" I'm glad you asked that because I had had this conversation with my wife, and she's like, "Why are you gone all day and night yesterday? <laughs> We're covering the hearing, but why are we doing hearings?" She said, "Well, there's, there's a few reasons. First of all, the committee um, has done an unprecedented investigation, and they have a responsibility to show their work. Taxpayer money was expended on it, a lot of time, and a lot of the Trump inner circle spent time talking to this committee. They have to show their work. This is step one in doing so. Um, they conducted 1,000 interviews." They collected 140,000 pieces of paper. They've got a lot to winnow down and show the American public, so they need a series of hearings to do it. They're also going to submit a final report, a written report, later this fall. I'm actually told that's the thing you want to read. Um, It's a lot more informative and perhaps easy to follow than these public hearings will be. Um, But there's also some other motivations. They expect to produce or try to pass legislation things to prevent future January 6ths from happening. These hearings and this investigation will inform that legislation. They may try to change the electoral count process to prevent it from being gamed in the future or messed with in the future. They may try other pieces of legislation just to stop this from happening again. And they also may make a referral or at least a recommendation to the Justice Department to prosecute for this, to prosecute some of the players involved. There's a lot of possibilities at the end of the rainbow. Scott, would you say that um, this is more a revealing of the investigation? Uh, you know, a hearing is usually where you're trying to actually uh, get the information. It seems to me the committee has the information, uh, and this is not more rather than a hearing. This is more of, of a of a format to uh, reveal what they have found uh, over in, during their investigation. Is that what would, what's your Spot take? On. Okay. Absolutely. This is the unicorn of congressional hearings. It is one of a kind. Usually, congressional hearings are the last place you want to go to hear a story told because they're unfocused, they're, bi- they're, they're not bipartisan, they're, they're a hot mess. This is different. This is a choreographed, speaking with one voice congressional committee that is telling a story. And th- their mission is to tell a story and show their findings. And what we saw last night was a tease. It was almost like a headline service of here's what we're going to tell you when you read further into the story. That's what last night was, a preview of the hearings to come and the report to come, a summation of what the chapters will be. We haven't really read into the chapters, though, yet. 
Is part of the purpose of the hearings, uh, especially being on prime time or, or to be televised at all in the future, just to keep it top of the mind, you know, lest we focus too much on inflation? Don't forget, folks, we almost had an insurrection. Yeah, I mean, two points about that. I heard that yesterday from every Republican with whom I spoke. Well, how about a primetime hearing on inflation instead? Well, there's two issues here. First of all, I'm not sure how captivating you can make a primetime televised hearing on inflation. That might be a heavy lift. Um, but more to the point, there is this perspective, especially among the committee members and any number of Americans, including people here in the Commonwealth, that inflation is a grave problem, but a temporary one, one that will eventually, hopefully sooner than later, resolve. Loss of democracy is permanent, and this committee believes they are trying to preserve democracy. They're a backstage stop to the failure of democracy, so their job is imperative and worthy of a primetime hearing. Where we're at as a country is that uh about 40% uh, believe what the committee is doing and saying. About 40% think that it's a waste of time, and, and the rest probably don't yep. care. They'd rather watch something else on TV. Uh, <laughs> what's your take on, on the... Is it, I don't think it's... In other words, I don't think it's going to change anybody's minds. That's exactly right. You, you've got the demographic just down. There is a group of Americans who believe this is an attack on our democracy and must be followed through and must be watched. There are some group of Americans, including in our area, that think this was a political theater, a partisan exercise not worthy of anybody's time. And there are others who would rather just watch a rerun of All in the Family. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where we are. I mean, so it's not entertaining or interesting enough to meet the moment for those Americans. So we have these three different buckets. Can anybody be persuaded? I don't know. I think that everybody's kind of got a baked-in idea of what January 6th was, what Donald Trump was, what his administration was, and there's not a lot of persuadables out there. I also don't think this committee is concerned about that. They want to do a job. They have to do their job. They can't be worried about changing the hearts and minds of people who will never have their hearts or minds changed or can't be bothered to watch because there's something interesting on a ball game or a rerun. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. we had something else we wanted to watch last night, and my lovely bride reminded me, I think you probably should at least watch the beginning of the hearing. Uh, one of our listeners sends us a note and says, the January 6th committee is nothing but a partisan political ploy to affect the midterms. Democrats have a disaster on their hands, and they need to do anything to distract. What kind of impact on the, the midterms is intended here? I don't believe anybody. And let your listener know, I don't believe anybody in the Democratic Party or leadership here in Washington believes this is going to move the meter for the midterms. I don't think they're working under that idea or that concept. They recognize the hurdles they face in November, the likelihood of them losing their majority, but I don't believe they think this is going to win them seats they wouldn't otherwise win, because they recognize there's not a lot of persuadables out there. There are people who could be persuaded if gas prices dropped, there's people who could be persuaded to support a different party if grocery prices didn't 
hit us every Saturday morning. But I don't think they think people are going to be persuaded by this. I think that maybe the original intent uh, was that, or thought that was that that, that this would uh, help the, their cause. Um, I agree with you that uh, I I think at this point everybody's convinced that it's probably not going to do much to move the needle one way or the other. Yeah, that's it's that's not a political reality. These hearings are not designed to win midterm votes that otherwise wouldn't be there. Um, the members of this committee believe it unequivocally. They are trying to preserve democracy. If there's not a message sent from this investigation, a lesson, some deterrence, some accountability, some transparency, this is going to happen again. Because if you don't hold people accountable, if you don't have a deterrence, then there's no risk in 2025, 2029, 2033, on January 6th, for the party that controls the House or Senate to just block the counting of the electoral votes. That's what this committee believes. So they're taking this mission seriously enough that they're going to have six or seven hearings this month, some of them in prime time, and they want an historical record. And it may end up with a changing of how those electoral votes are counted to prevent a recurrence, or maybe a bigger set of deterrents, maybe a prosecution of somebody who may have given rise to this conspiracy. All right, last question, this idea that uh, various people, maybe even the president, maybe Nancy Pelosi, or maybe police, asked for more protection, asked for more National Guard, asked for more security. Walk us through what you know about individuals asking for more security prior to the demonstration in Washington that day. Well, let's lead off with the headline from this committee. They said that Donald Trump did not ask for security at all. Um, and then instead was watching and celebrating the riot. So that was that was the top line the committee wanted us to take away. Now, we've been hearing for months criticism from House Republicans that Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, deserves the blame for not properly defending the Capitol. If that's true, and I'm not saying it's not, if that's true, that would be shared blame between the House Speaker and the Senate Majority Leader on January 6, 2021. They share responsibility for oversight of Capitol security. The Senate Republican Leader, Mitch McConnell, was the Senate Majority Leader on January 6, 2021. So it's a bit of a dubious point by Republicans to point to just one of the two congressional leaders on that date because there was bipartisan leadership of the Congress on that day. All right, and President Trump never asked for additional security in the days or weeks or the moments before, never asked for security that you know of. That's going to be a focus of a later hearing. I think you'll hear about that midweek next week. They're going to drill down deeper on that. All right, we'll know more. Scott, thank you so much for all your time and, and your analysis of this. Very much appreciated. Yeah, thanks for Anytime. joining. We appreciate the comments. Appreciate that. Scott McFarland, and he is from CBS News, congressional correspondent.